Would you pray with me for a moment? Loving God, speak to us once again your word of grace and love and generosity, and may it bear fruit in our hearts that we may be doers and not just hearers. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. So today we continue our series on our United Methodist vow. We've talked about the many ways in which we contribute to the church. We've talked about how we contribute to the church through our prayers, through our presence, through our service, and today we talk about our gifts, okay? And uh, I found that when we talk about gifts, uh, yes, part of that conversation is finance, finances in the church, and um, I found that in some congregations, this topic can be approached with some reluctance. They're very careful just to see what the pastor is going to say about money. And um, some congregations may even approach it with shame or even concern about the future. Now, there are congregations that I've seen that actually do this very well. Because, and I want this, I want First United Methodist Church to be one of these congregations because we want to embark on this conversation in a, in a way that begins with grace and with hope. I believe that every conversation about gifts must begin with those two things, grace and hope. Because I believe that as we read the scriptures, we find guidance on how to view our church finances responsibly and realistically. So let us approach giving as what it is for Christians, a spiritual discipline and a natural response to the blessings that we have received. Can we try to do that today? Would that be a possibility? I think so, yeah? So let's begin with the first point that I wanna to make today, and that is that God provides, God has provided for us up to this point, everything that we've received. And this is a point that I try to make every time we pray for our offerings. Everything we have received, we have received from God's hand. Friends, at this church, we have much to be thankful for. Do you believe that? I believe that. For many years, for many decades, this church has shown generosity uh, to the community, has made a difference in people's lives, and has um, been a space where people can feel welcome and come as they are. That makes a difference in people's lives. And this church has been that for many people over the years. Um, because Because when we have a place like this, it's not just about the money that we spend, it's, not, it's about the relationships that we create. If you have a home, if you are healthy, if you participate in healthy relationships, let me tell you, friends, you are a blessed individual. Can you say amen to that? Amen. One of the things that, that, I, that was very memorable to me when I was in another church and we were talking about finances is first of all, we gotta, know when where to place ourselves in this conversation one of the exercises we did for this purpose was to imagine uh, that everybody in the world is standing in line from the person who has the most resources to the person who has the 
least resources in the world. Everybody's standing behind uh, another person. Where do you think you would fall? Where would we fall in that line? Where would we be? Towards the front. Yeah, towards the front. Who says somewhere in the middle? Who says maybe at the end of the line? Who says towards the front of the line? Well, friends, I do believe that uh, a lot of the people back then thought, okay, we fall somewhere in the middle in, in regards to the world. But let me tell you, the reality is we fall way to the front of the line. Just by virtue of us being here, we have certain resources, we have a church. You, If you have a, a roof over your head, if you know where your next meal is coming from, if you have a car to go from one place to the other, let me tell you that many, many, many people in the world, the vast majority, does not count with things like that. But the fact that we do is uh, should be something that we acknowledge as a uh, something that we get to be thankful for. This is not always how we view things because churches begin, and I've talked about this be before, begin conversations on finance with not with the things that God has provided for them, but with the things that they lack. Have we been in a conversation like that, perhaps at a community meeting, where we talk about, oh, we used to have this much, now we have this much. We used to be here, we have this many people, now we have this many people. And we used to have more before, and now it just feels like we're struggling, and we're struggling, and we're struggling. I've been in conversations like that in different churches, my friends. And it's interesting for me that when you begin the conversation that way, you've already set a foundation as to where the conversation is going to go. Can you say amen? When you begin with a mentality of scarcity and thinking about the things that you don't have, the conversation is not gonna go uh, 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 too far in terms of the things that you can do. But I believe we can start conversations with the things that we do have the resources that we count with as a congregation, and how it is that we can be responsible and generous with the things that we have today. We have resources, amen? Let's think about some of the things that we do have in this at this time. What are some of the resources that we've been blessed by? We have a choir, yeah. It's not a big choir, but it's a, but it's a choir, yeah, absolutely. Here's, here's how I would phrase that. We have talented people in our congregation who can sing, who can play music, who have that just those gifts. And every time when you come to a congregation and you listen to them sing, aren't you blessed by those talents? I know I am. Thank you very much. That's, that's a great thing to be blessed by. Anything else? History. The history of the church. Absolutely. Anyone else? Electricity and running water. Absolutely. Electricity and running water. Those are things to be thankful for. Minister. You have a pastor. Yeah, absolutely. A full-time pastor who's actually very excited to be here in this congregation. Weather that you can get here anytime. Most noted future you. Yeah, weather that helps you get here every time. Yeah, absolutely. We have a church campus for Sunday school and other educational opportunities for our congregation. We have a church campus where we can have we, we can have activities. I want us to begin conversations about finance 
just acknowledging the ways in which we are blessed. That's one of the things. And I think that sermons have, need to begin that way as well. Because we do have things to bless each other and to bless the community. Friends, this beautiful church is a blessing for all of us. And we get to use it, not just us, but you know that another congregation uses this church as well? You know that the community uses this church as well? This space? We have an event coming up where the, the community is going to get to enjoy, right? We have uh, a, a, a place where people can come and have a conversation if they're feeling, if they're in a rough space in their life, uh, a place in their life. So yeah, so we do have the resources. And I believe that those resources can actually make a difference. Here's something that I found interesting as a Mexican-American. Uh, just recently, a report was released which stated that all uh, that over the last decade, the U.S. Latino economy has grown two and a half times faster than non-Latino equivalent, surpassing the gross domestic product of the United Kingdom, India, France, and Italy. And I was like, really? That's interesting. Why does it always feel, though, that like there's there's so many limitations to the thing that we can do? Because we begin sometimes conversations with the things that we don't have. I want to encourage us to begin conversations with the ways in which we have been blessed. So we've talked about some of the things, the resources that we have as a church, not just the, and someone that I met not too long ago speaks of time, talent, and treasure. Time, talent, and treasure. You know how many times people give so that this church can be a blessing in the community? A lot of time. There's not too many people here who get to um, who get a salary from the church, but there are so many people who contribute to the life of the church. I had a I was speaking with the children in another church, and I was trying to make a point about the difference between clergy and laity, and 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 I asked them, do you know what the difference between clergy and laity is? And they said, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. But one of the kids said. Uh, clergy get paid to be good, and laity do it for free. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's one aspect. That's one difference. <laughs> so, anyways, so let's begin this conversation about finances with the things that, that we do have and the, things that, the blessings that we receive from God. Now, the second thing that I want us to consider as we consider finances and gifts is that we are called to bless others as well through the things that we have been blessed. Can we say amen? Yeah. Generosity takes, uh, uh, it's different for different people. It looks different for different people and that's okay. And I believe that generosity, this is a point that I try to make very clear to people every time I talk about this. It's not about giving more than we can. I think people, some, some people will try to get you to give more than you can. And that's not where we are here at this church. But equally important for us is to not give less than we can. To be mindful of our resources and to prayerfully discern what it is that we can offer and what it is that, how it is that we can bless other people. Every single one of us has to have that conversation in prayer with God and decide what it looks like for you. It's not the decision that I make for you. 
it is something that you will prayerfully discern. The economics of the kingdom are pretty interesting. We read the stories in scripture about people who give very little, yet God takes that and, do, and does great things. Think about the widow's might, who comes to church, goes to a, 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 a gathering and brings just a little bit of what she has. Yet Jesus says, this person gave more than many others who give out of their abundance without even thinking about it. It's meaningful for this person. Think about the person, someone had to bring the fish and the bread. Jesus takes that and miraculous feeds all of, these, all of this multitude of people. We have people who give just a little bit, yet when we give generously, when we give uh, with an attitude to bless others, I believe God can take that and do wonderful things. Some churches can give many, many things, but I do believe it's, uh, it's about, it's, it's not so much, as Mother Teresa said, it's not about doing great things, but about doing small things with a great um, heart. Bread and fish. God can take what we have and be a, and, and make it be a blessing to others. But I would say this: there's something that I'm learning myself is that givers have to be good observers and good listeners. Get good givers pay attention. Let me explain what I mean by that. I was in Mexico just recently. I, last week when I was at the uh, Academy for Spiritual Formation, we had, we got to visit some charities and um, uh, people in the community, there's many generous people in the community, um, but they actually have to let people know this is what we need because people will bring things that charities and organizations don't really need, okay? Uh, and one of the stories that we talked about in Mexico was, you know, they were receiving gifts for families in need and someone a very well-intentioned individual said, I'm going to buy just this great bike, this bicycle for one of the kids, and it's going to make a difference. That bicycle ended up going to a family with more than one child. So what do you do now when one of your children has this bicycle and the other kids don't necessarily have the same thing, you know? So you, they have to observe. What is the need? What is it that is needed in that particular um, congregation or agency or, or, or community uh, organization. Um, we have to be mindful of the things that we need as a church and work to address those needs. Not what we think we need, not what we think other people may need, but engage with people in, converse, in conversation so that we can address those particular needs. Does that make sense? Sometimes we are very good at figuring out or trying to figure out what other people need um, because they think, because we think that they need the same things we need, but it's not that, that, it's not that way all the time. So listening and paying attention is important. My wife will tell you a story of how one birthday I gave, gave her a very nice Hebrew Bible uh, for her birthday that somehow ended up in my office uh, at some point. <laughs> she wasn't 
<laughs> she wasn't too excited about that. <laughs> and number three, uh, first is begin with the blessings we have received. Number two is we, have, we get to bless other people. And number three, giving is a spiritual discipline. Do we think of giving as a spiritual discipline? Do we think of giving as something that uh, just as important as praying or fasting or going to church? My friends, giving actually makes a big difference in the things that we, the, the things that we do. Giving is a spiritual thing. I've told you this before, but I, sometimes I'd like to go on other churches' websites and see. They have, many churches have this little area that says, um, uh, spiritual, a uh, statement of, of faith. These, is the things, these are the things that we believe. Have you seen those things? These are the things we, we believe the Bible, da, 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 da. we believe God, da, da, da. we believe Jesus. Da, 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 da. And so they give you all of these things that are the things that they believe, and they call that a faith statement. Well, here's what I believe, and here's what I would like for, for people, for churches to be more open about. What is your budget like? Where is your, what are you, your resources being uh, spent? I believe a budget is a faith statement as well. If we say we care for the poor, if we say we care for our children, how is that shown in our budget? Can you say amen? If we truly care, then that we will set some resources aside for that purpose. This is a spiritual discipline for the church. This morning I made the, I shared the story of the founder, one of the founders of Methodism, John Wesley, who um, learned from a very early in his life to live with a certain amount of money. Very, you know, didn't, he didn't have much and, and he got used to that. Um, so he knew what to spend and where to spend it and stuff. And the story goes that as his ministry began to grow, he would receive more and more and more and more money. Yet he always spent the same amount. His philosophy became earn as much as you can, save as much as you can, and give as much as you can. I'm going to repeat that because it's important. Earn as much as you can, save as much as you can, give as much as you can. And it is said that by the time he died, uh, he didn't eat, uh, die with a fortune because he had given all of that away. But the, the last coins that he had were given to the people who actually buried him. Talk about a good philosophy that you live. One of the things we were talking about this morning is that the fact that we have to understand that it, the question is not, whether or not we will end up giving away the things that we have in this life. Nobody's taking anything with us after we die. So the question is not whether or not we're taking these things or giving them away, but the question is who are we giving it to? Can we live uh, intentionally with our finances? Can we be intentional in how we spend our money? 
or, or sometimes, listen, I forget, I have the streaming services and I have a bunch of them and I forget, wait, am I still spending money on this? I haven't even seen this in a while. Or, you know, going out and, and, and some expenses that really you do without thinking. But what happens when we think of giving as a spiritual discipline? We become intentional about it. And we begin to earn as much as we can, to save as much as we can, and to give as much as we can. Friends, that is my challenge. And I begin with me. Amen. Every time a preacher preaches, no one is closer to me than, than I am to myself. So I have to be mindful of these things. This is a challenge for me and it's a challenge for every single one of us. Because as church conference approaches, we're going to be talking one of, once again about our faith statement, our budget. We have to make decisions as to what that's going to look like next year. What is our ministry going to look like next year? How can we participate of it? You and me. How can we continue to make this place a place that changes lives, that blesses people, touches hearts, and make a difference in the community? I believe we can dream about the future. But know that that future, as we dream, depends on you and it depends on me. So let us consider the future not with a scarcity mentality, not beginning with shame or fear or concern, but thinking about the blessings we have already received from God. And maybe with some positivity, that'd be helpful as well. Some of the questions to ask ourselves as we continue moving forward in our ministry is what new relationships can we develop and nurture through our generosity? Whose life will we touch? Because generosity challenges us to think about the future. It challenges us to think that if we want to sow so bountifully so that we may reap bountifully. Can you say amen? amen? And I believe that together as a united church family, we can embrace the joy of giving and witness the abundant blessings that flow from a community rooted in faith, hope, and love. That is your challenge, that is my challenge. Let us approach it hopefully uh, and generously in our congregation. Can we do that? Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you so much. Because we know that everything we have, we have received from your hand. And you invite us and you challenge us to be responsible and intentional with the things that we do have. Help us not to go uh, just through the motions without thinking about the future. Help us plan. Help us dream about this church and where we want to see it five or ten years from now. Help us be intentional in our actions as we aim to get there. And help us always, always, always rely on you. Help us understand that it is you who sustain us. You who guide us. 
moves us to a new stage in the life of this church. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.